When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. You're on the ILC, the go-to place for New York Islanders hockey talk. Welcome aboard the ILC podcast. Mike Carver here with you. Welcome back for the 2019-2020 season of Islander Hockey. It is season three of the ILC podcast, and we are glad to have all of you back with us for a new year. It's been a long summer. A lot has happened, or maybe not a lot has happened, depending on your point of view of how things have gone. But the Islanders are getting back in action Friday night at the Nassau Coliseum against the Washington Capitals. We are back here for all of it with you. We'll have a couple of episodes this week. This one, we're just going to kind of recap everything that's kind of gone on here during camp, during the summer. And then our next one later in the week, we will do a full preview, talk about what we think will happen to this 2019-2020 Islander club. We can already start to see. I'll give you a little hint on how things are going to go in that show. You're already seeing it, right? All the same people from last year. Islanders finishing fifth or sixth in the division. Finishing bottom half of the NHL. 20 points worse than last year. We saw from another publication already. You're already seeing it. They doubted him last year, and it worked out pretty well. So we'll get more into that in our preview show. The second half here of this two shows that we're going to do this week, but... I think you're already starting to get a feel for how people are thinking about the 2019-2020 Islanders. And it's the same people that how they felt about last year's team and they were dead wrong. So you want to go with the prove people wrong theory again? Islanders are going to get a shot to do that starting Friday night against the Washington Capitals at the barn. So a new year, we've got some new stuff we've got to talk about. Of course, we have the sponsors and we must thank, as always, them coming back for a new season. Oakwood Automation, Bright Building Services, Santorini Restaurant, and we have some full-time new additions to our sponsors, the Main Street Board Game Cafe in Huntington Village. Good to have them back. They were here in the summer with us. And Accurate Precast Corporation, they have joined on as well. My thanks to everybody. The support for the show is just outstanding. And these guys keep us afloat. Please, they support us. Go out and support them. The sponsors... Oakwood Automation, Bright Building Services, Santorini Restaurant, Accurate Precast Corporation, and the Main Street Board Game Cafe. And, of course, you can get your Isle Seat Podcast t-shirts at yesmenoutfitters.com. Devin is back. He's got new gear for a new season. Please go check that out. You can get the Barn to Stable shirt, which he has already put up. Yesmenoutfitters.com, the place for all your gear, including... Some Isle Seat podcast gear as well. We'll talk to Devin later in the week. We'll get hyped up for the tailgate before the home opener on Friday night. You know the orange tent will be there. Devin will be there. Yesmenoutfitters.com. Get the new barn to stable and more there right now. 
And we kick things off today. And, and here's what I was kind of waiting for. Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? Where's the podcast? I think you guys know by now, I can't stand preseason. I, I just, I can't take it. It's boring. It doesn't matter. It just takes forever. You're hyped for the first game. It takes weeks. A sixth game, a seventh game. Let's just get there. You want to get to the real deal hockey. And we are finally here this Friday night. The preseason games are over. The scrimmages are over. We're almost at roster cuts. We're right there. And that's where we begin tonight because the Islanders put a couple guys on waivers today. You're starting to get an idea of what the group that they are going to bring to the barn on Friday night is going to be. And it starts, of course, with a guy who is always a main topic among Islander fans, and he's a guy that divides Islander fans like no other, and that, of course, is Josh Hosang, placed on waivers today by the New York Islanders, along with Thomas Hickey, along with Tanner Fritz. So we'll find out sometime early on Tuesday if the Islander career of Josh Hosang is going to be over. And as I look at it right now, I'm pretty sure that it's going to be. I'm pretty sure. You know, they all said the right things. Had a good camp. Best he's played. Blah, 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 blah. I think everybody kind of had an idea where this was going, where the road was going. Even though they gave him the the deal over the summer, the one-year deal, you kind of had an idea when the one-year deal was put out there that this was going to be the week where Josh Hosang's Islander career was going to get determined. And they've put him out there. I expect him to get claimed on Tuesday. A lot of you guys are going to be listening to this for the first time Tuesday. We'll get our first one of the year. The uh, If I say it, it's going to go opposite. But I expect him to get claimed because the charts and graphs crowd loves this guy. And there's going to be enough teams around the league who strictly rely on the charts and graphs, and they are going to pick up Josh Hosang. And I don't blame any of them. Here's the one thing that I've always said about Josh, and I've had some rants about Josh Hosang in the past on this show, and my rants about Hosang have not been so much about him, the player. I've always wanted Josh Hosang to develop into the type of player that a lot of people think he can be. My problem with Hosang has always been how high on a pedestal he's been put by a lot of people, a lot of fans, when he hadn't done much. Did he always get a fair shake? You can make cases for yes, you can make cases for no. Has there been times he screwed up? He has. Most of those a very long time ago. Was he up last year for 10 games and they went 9-1? and one? He was. I think that the best thing, and I've said this a billion times, for Josh and the organization is to go their separate ways. And this waiver move today, it's going to be the thing that finally gets us there because he's probably going to get claimed. The relationship will be over, and it's been a rough relationship. And sometimes it's just best for a guy to go and get a fresh start somewhere else. If he becomes a major talent somewhere, are the Islanders going to look bad? Probably. Is it 100% given that he's going to become a major talent somewhere else? I don't think so. It's going to depend on the situation that he gets put in and where he goes. When you see later today or sometime on Tuesday that Josh Hosang gets claimed by, you know, whichever team it is, don't just assume that he's going to be in the All-Star game this year in St. Louis. Let's see how this thing plays out. Could look very bad for the Islanders down the road. The Islanders could look really smart about it down the road. We'll see where his career takes him. But I think in order for his career to actually get started, it has to be somewhere else. It just has to be. 
could he be useful as the guy that, you know, sits in the press box and doesn't play all the time and you throw him in? I don't know if that's a role you want him in. Josh Hosack needs to play. Whether it be with the Islanders or with another team or with Bridgeport, that guy needs to play. I don't think it would have served him good being the Islanders' 13th or 14th forward sitting up in a, in a booth. I think it's best for him. I think it's best for the organization. And I know a lot of fans aren't going to like it. I think it's best for everybody that somebody puts the claim in, which I think will happen. And we find out on Tuesday if his Islander career will continue on. Thomas Hickey, whole nother story. He's been a good Islander. He's been a very good Islander. He makes a, you know, whatever it is, 2.7 over the next couple years here. Teams clearly knew that the Islanders were going to have an odd man out situation on the back line. They just were. Do the math. They've, they've got depth there. So for people saying, why didn't they get a trade for him? Well, they also know the Islanders are over a barrel because they're going to have to put somebody through. The numbers don't add up. So why trade or give something up for Thomas Hickey when there's a chance that today you could get him for just paying the contract? That's why. I think that he's going to be valuable. I think a team could claim him. The contract maybe would be a reason why somebody doesn't. And if that happens, Isles have more depth in the defenseman department. But right now, where is he playing? Been a good Islander. I think I saw today, 400-plus games, one of Garth Snow's best finds off the wire. But I'm not playing him in the top six as it's currently constituted. I'm not doing it. So he's been a good Islander, but it's going to be time to turn the page probably on Thomas Hickey as well. Is there a chance that Hosang and Hickey are back? Sure there is. But I think there's going to be a couple of teams in the NHL that will find ways to get both of those guys on their rosters for this coming season. And the one thing about Fritz, and I don't expect Tanner Fritz to get claimed, but I think that maybe with the situation with Sezikis, who they say today is healthy, Sezikis, of course, got banged up over the weekend in that game in Bridgeport, Sezikis, they're claiming, is healthy and he's going to be good to go on Friday. And if that's the case, whatever it is what it is. But why not just throw Johnston through the waivers and keep Fritz here just in case? That would be my thing with Fritz. Is it that big of a deal that you put Fritz on waivers? Yeah, look, your center depth isn't what your defenseman depth is as far as the case with Hickey. You got a little bit of a different story there in the center department. I maybe would have kept Fritz. Threw Johnston through the waivers, because who's claiming him? I mean, let's be fair here. Nobody's claiming Ross Johnston. That's your, you know, the one area where you could probably have a lot to say about. With a potential center injury, you probably could have kept Fritz around another couple days here, just in case Zekis can't play on Friday. But they seem to think Zekis is okay. They have a reason for everything. Lou and Barry have a reason for it all. These are the three players they chose to put through today. Wallstrom is going to go back to Bridgeport. Wallstrom, I thought, played fairly well in the preseason. And it's going to serve him great spending a year in Bridgeport. You heard Lou say today that he's close. I think he is too. I think that he's the potential guy that could be a real net filler for them. He's at the age where it's going to be very beneficial for him to play a year at Bridgeport. I wish Noah Dobson could play the year at Bridgeport. It would solve a lot of their issues right now. Now, Dobson may be good enough for all. We know he's going to play Friday night. 
Dobson may be good enough right now to play every night for the Islanders. He cannot play at Bridgeport this year. The rules are stupid. Let's just get out. The rules are dumb because Noah Dobson has done everything you could ever possibly do with Junior. And instead, he's now going to be in the same situation Barzell was a couple years ago. He's going to be with the team. You don't know if he's staying. And if they not playing him a lot, he's going to end up back in junior for another year where he's dominated. The rule sucks. And they should get rid of it. Kids, they should be able to play the kid at Bridgeport because he's another guy like Wallstrom. I think it would serve him great to play a full season at the AHL level this year. They don't have that option. He's going to stick around for a little while at the beginning. We'll see what happens with Noah Dobson. We'll talk more about him when we do the big season preview part of this later in the week. Last note on this, Kunakel, Johnston, those are your extra forwards right now. Those are the guys who are going to be sitting up in the press box. We know the deal with Johnston. His role in the NHL, honestly, is is extinct. He stays with the team. It is what it is. I, they love the guy. Um, you know, if he plays more than five games this year, you got a problem. That's the way I'll put it. <laughs> it's just that simple. If he plays that many games, you got an issue. And as far as Andrew Ladd goes, it looks like November for Ladd. So Ladd has been skating, but is not ready for contact. Going to be another month for him. He'll start the year, of course, uh, on the IR. I talked about how preseason sucks. I can't stand it. I know the Islanders won a ton of games. It is what it is. It's time to play for real on Friday. That's it. Uh, That's it. I'm not going to break down preseason games, wins over the Rangers, beating this. It doesn't matter. It's preseason hockey. It's over now. It's time to put the puck on the ice for real on Friday. That's what matters to me. So you could talk about how kids looked. Some kids look good. Some kids look bad. Holmstrom has stuck around with them a little bit here. They'll make a decision on him this week as well. He, of course, does not have to go through waivers. He's looked good. Wallstrom played well. You know, it's preseason. You like to see the young guys playing with the big talent. And a lot of guys have really shined here. Islanders have some depth in in some positions. There's no question about that. And that's how the kids have looked so far. Another thing from today, which caught a lot of eyes, and it definitely caught mine, because this is one thing that I said in the final show before we set sail back in July and said, we'll see you in October, was the need that we all know is there for a top six forward. That has been the need. They have not filled it. Lou basically told you he ain't worried. Quote, I'm one who doesn't worry about scoring. All I worry about is goal differential. If we score two goals every night and give up one, I'm not worried about scoring. End quote. That was Lou today at the rink, that same presser where he announced who was going on waivers, et cetera, et cetera. So Lou isn't worried about scoring. He seems fine with trying to win 2-1 and 2-0 games all year. Okay, Did that strategy get you to 103 points last year? It did. It did. But I think everybody was in agreement when the season ended and they got swept. That's right, swept by the Carolina Hurricanes, a series where they could not score goals. Okay, they were swept in that series and they couldn't score. Everybody was in agreement, including the head coach, Barry Trotz, said it himself. We could use a little more pop up front. Everybody was in agreement that the Islanders' biggest need was a top six forward who could fill the net. Luke clearly felt so himself because he tried to give $12.5 million to Artemi Panarin. So don't, it's hard to sit here 
on September 30th, October 1st, and say you're not worried about scoring when there was long stretches of the year last year where the team couldn't score. I get you the system you want to play. I understand it was very successful for you last year. But to go out and say I'm not worried about scoring is a little bit, a little bit off for me. I know what we always say, trust Lou. I said it in July, and I'll say it today. I want to see what the roster looks like on opening night before I get completely crazy about it. Well, the bell's about to ring. Season starts Friday. And it's going to be the same team. Looks that way. Is there going to be moves to be made down the road? Maybe. We thought there was last year and there were no moves. Is, there, is the sniper of the future on in the organization right now? He could be. But he's not with them right this second, at least not on the big club. A little much to hear, I'm not worried about scoring. Scoring was this team's problem last year. This team got 103 points last year, and they couldn't score most nights. You want to go that route again, could be a dangerous game to play. Could be a very dangerous game. We'll all be on board for the ride, no matter what it's going to be. So part of that whole equation that Lou brought up today involves the goaltenders. Here's what I saw just from the preseason glance, which I've already told you I don't care about, but we'll make it a note here. Varlamov looks fine. If he stays healthy, I don't see that much of a drop-off, okay? I know a lot of people are upset that he's in and Leonard's out. Grice is back. Uh, Grice had a good year last year, too, okay? The Islanders, we're going to find out fast here, you know, especially in the first month or two, if what the Islander goaltenders accomplished last year was system, was it luck, was it pure skill? We're going to find out fast because one part is still here and we've swapped out another part. Let's see what happens. Varlamov, I think we'll be fine. I think that they're going to get the same quality of goaltender play that they got last year. If he stays healthy, the wild card in this equation is we do not know if Varley is going to stay healthy. If he stays healthy and him and Grice are alternating and going in and out like Grice and Leonard were doing last year, I think the goaltending situation will be just fine. Winning 2-1 every night, we'll see how that goes. But I think the goaltending situation with the style that this team plays the guru and Mitch Korn and Pierre Greco, the whole deal, I think they'll be fine. I don't see the drastic drop-off from Leonard to Varlamov that a lot of people are seeing right now or said that they will get. They haven't seen it. We haven't played any games yet, but a lot of people said there'd be a drastic drop-off. I don't see it yet. We'll find out for real on Friday night and going forward. So that's what's gone on recently. See, that's all you need for preseason. You don't have to break down every game. We got to the finish line here. Three guys on waivers. The goalie's not hurt yet. The general manager thinks the team can win 2-1 every night. That's all you need in preseason as we get ready for Isles Caps on Friday. So we've got a lot more to do on this one. We're going to come back and talk about the other thing that has happened over the past few weeks. A lot of you were there. A lot of you had a great time. The Islanders broke ground at Belmont Park. A lot more to do. The Isle Seat Podcast, new season, rolls on 
right after this. The Isle Seat Podcast is brought to you by Oakwood Automation. If you are looking to leverage modern technology to control your home or business, Oakwood Automation Systems has you covered. Put control over your alarm system, surveillance cameras, home theater, indoor and outdoor audio, and so much more in the palm of your hand. For more information, go to oakwoodautomation.com or find us on House and Facebook by searching Oakwood Automation. Bright Building Services. Bright Building Services is a full-service commercial cleaning company serving businesses throughout the New York metro area for over 22 years. With clients spanning all sectors from boutique fitness and corporate headquarters to laboratories and medical facilities. Contact them for all of your commercial cleaning needs. For more information, please visit brightbuildingservicesny.com or check them out on Instagram or Facebook at Bright Building Services. That's Bright, spelled B-R-I-T-E. Santorini Restaurant. Santorini is family-owned and operated for over 20 years and offers a variety of the best gyros, salads, and signature Greek dishes sure to please. Located at 133 Merrick Avenue in Merrick, New York, Santorini Restaurant It's all about family. The Main Street Board Game Cafe in Huntington Village on Long Island's North Shore. Come in and unplug your game. A huge selection of hobby and family strategy board games for sale from old favorites to the newest releases. A library of over 400 board games for open play every day. They also have board game and RPG after school programs for grades 1 through 12, tournaments and events for Magic the Gathering, Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Warhammer, and Dungeons and Dragons. They do birthday parties, corporate events, come in for food and drink, coffee and desserts, beer and wine, and of course, fun and friends. That is the Main Street Board Game Cafe at 307 Main Street in Huntington Village. Go to MainStreetBoardGameCafe.com for more information. Main Street Board Game Cafe, unplug your game. Accurate Precast Corporation is a family-run business, and they've been getting it done for over 20 years. Accurate designs and manufactures custom concrete building materials for commercial and residential applications throughout the entire tri-state area. Architectural cast stone, bands, coping, cornice, lintels, Entry and window details, ornamentals, sills, trim, custom designs, they do it all. Accurate's production facility is located at 1957 Pitkin Avenue in Brooklyn. Stop by or call them today at 718-345-2910. You can check out all their work right now. Go follow them on Instagram at Accurate Precast Corp. Seed Podcast, Mike Carver here with you. A brand new season kicks off today. It's great to have you guys back. I missed you guys over the summer. I appreciate the outpouring all month of September. When is the show back? When is the show back? Thankfully, it wasn't like last year. You guys knew the show was coming back. I was just waiting for preseason end. <laughs> That's all I was waiting for. I was just waiting for preseason end because I can't stand that preseason hockey. You heard it. You heard it enough times already. So we talked a little bit about some stuff on the ice. Let's get to off the ice here in the second half of our kickoff episode. And that, of course, was we got the the dog and pony show. We got the whole deal, the groundbreaking. Uh, the trucks were out there a couple of weeks before. As we know, the Islanders held their big event 
at Belmont Park. In fact, they held two, really. They did the ceremonial groundbreaking with all the politicians and the suits and the alumni. And uh, my guys, Kevin Conley and Ralph Macchio, were out there. Little A-list celebrity uh, gathering, too. So you had all the dignitaries up on the stage. Bettman, Cuomo. And they invited some fans to that, which was nice. So a really nice job by the organization getting some of the fans in the crowd. They went there. They all put the shovels into the ground. And it was very nice to see. Because even though we know that this thing was at the finish line, and don't let people even bother you with uh, lawsuits and this, that. This thing is done. Okay? It's been done. And, and it was nice to finally, even though we knew it was happening, to see them all up there and ceremoniously make it happen. It, it was very cool to see. And then they did a nice thing as well uh, last Saturday, which was a couple days after, of course. And then Saturday they invited season ticket holders to go to Belmont. They had like a big fair there, food and beers and drinks and, and fun for the family. And they let everybody take pictures with the shovels. They gave people dirt. They did a really nice job, and credit to the Islanders organization. And talking to season ticket holders, listeners, things like that over the past couple of days, you really get the feel that the organization is trying to treat the fans in a way that it has not uh, been treated in a long time, you know? especially the people I talk to. It just seems like the organization is doing things differently. They, of course, starting this year, have total control over everything. Barkley Sports Entertainment is not involved at all, really, 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 period, in anything Islanders related, and it shows. I saw season ticket members today on uh, Twitter. They got scarves with their tickets. They got invited to those these events. Really nice job by the Islanders. Scott Malkin, John Ledecky, the organization, getting the fans involved in a lot of their events that they're doing. And, of course, as we know, for a long time, this is a fan base that, you know, wasn't treated right. They've been bounced back and forth to arenas. A lot of things have gone on, but a new home is on the horizon, and it looks like a new philosophy from the way the Islanders do business and the way they're going to treat their people. You saw during the ceremony, Bettman say it, or one of them up there said it, how the season ticket, you know, has doubled over the last year, helps when you win, helps when you bring in guys like Lamarillo and Trotz to run things. But it's great to see. And I think it's really cool that the team is getting the fans involved in some stuff that in the past they did not do. I mean, a free event on Saturday, inviting people out there, season ticket holders. Every video, every picture, and every person I talked to said it was a tremendous event. And they say they're going to do a lot more stuff like that. That's a nice job by the organization. No question there. Also, you had the adding the games, seven more games to the Nassau Coliseum, including two Ranger games, which absolutely stunned me. I was stunned to see that they moved two of the two Ranger games out to the Coliseum. 28 and 13 is now the breakdown. That's what it'll be this year. Before I get into the good part, it sucks for the New York City fan. I was one of the few the champion this last year when they made some other announcements and split the games or whatever they were doing. You know, for the last couple of years when they were just in Brooklyn, a lot of this fan base was centered season ticket-wise in Manhattan, in Brooklyn, in Queens, etc. And it hurts for them. Very few people want to see any games in Barclays. I get that. But to tell you a couple days before the season 
Maybe not the best thing. I don't know why on June 20th when they announced the schedule, they couldn't just say to 28-13 then. Give people a chance. If you're in the city, it's hard for people who live in the city to get to the Nassau Coliseum. It's hard. I know people do it. It's, it's a very tough trip for them to get out there. But we wanted the games back on Long Island. The games are back on Long Island. I get that. I personally am in the majority. I like that more games are at the Coliseum. But I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to play 28 games there, including two Ranger games. I don't want to hear the garbage about no playoff. I don't want to hear whose decision it is. I don't want to hear Gary Bettman won't let me do this. The league won't let me do that. Barkley Sports at the table won't let me do this. They don't want to live up enough. You moved a bunch of games there again. You're playing. I don't have the percentage in front of me. 70% of your home schedule, whatever it is, 65%. You're now playing on Long Island, including what would be two of your bigger gates against the Rangers. Play all the playoff games there. I don't want to hear this in February and March, like last year, where the Islanders were having a great year, and we've been through this a billion times. Did it really matter when they got swept by the Hurricanes where the games were because of how the play on the ice was? At the end of the day, probably not. Would it have helped if those first two games were at Nassau Coliseum with what happened in that Penguin series? Probably. Okay? Probably. They didn't get that chance. Don't do that again this year. If you're going to go and make all these declarations and play all these games here, then stick with it the whole year and don't go back there, especially that playoff split. Don't do it. If you could do all this, you can do all that. Get it done and don't do that to the fans. Play the games where they want to play. I know I say that after saying it was unfair to the city fans about moving the seven more games. But I think you guys get where I'm coming from. Even the city fan gets where I'm coming from that you don't want the games bouncing back and forth in the playoffs. So get that in writing, too, while you're at it. You got Gary to move two Ranger games over there. Get him to do the rest as well. That's the least he could do. So that's good stuff with the arena. That's going to be starting to get built. I drove by Belmont actually um, yesterday. And everybody should be excited. Two years from now, Islander Hockey, Belmont Park, a new beginning. I like what they did with the seats, too. You got worried that they were going to have 19,000. That, I think, would have been a problem on a night-to-night basis. Being 17 in the low 17s, that's a decent number. I think they'll be okay with that. You know, are they going to be okay with that on a weeknight in a snowy December against Carolina? Uh, obviously not. But I think that that would be the case anywhere. A lot of teams around the league have that problem. But I think, for the most part, they did good with the capacity for hockey. Uh, nice job by them, because I thought 19-plus would have been a little scary to try to fit that in every single game. Belmont's on the horizon. You got the dog and pony show. You got a nice season ticket holder event. And now we wait two years. We'll see you at the stable. So before we get out of here for today, like I said, another episode coming later this week. Uh, probably Wednesday or Thursday? Right in that area. will not be later than Thursday because the first game's Friday. And we want to give you plenty of time to get the season preview in before they drop the puck on Friday night. Speaking of Friday, of course, it's opening night. Come by, see the tent. I'm going to be hanging out. I'm going to the game Friday night as well. Hanging out by the Yes Men Outfitters tent. They got a long day party going over there. All over the lot. Plenty of fun. The Yes Men tent. I'll be hanging around there. If you want to come by, say hi. Devin will be on to give a little bit of the details of that on the season preview show later in the week. So look out for that. He'll be one of the guests that we will have pop on as we do a little season preview. 
And I've got some stuff cooking as well, some live Isle Seed podcast shows. We already have two in October set in stone. You know about the Offside Tavern? I announced this on the last show in July, which is October 19th, February 15th. October 19th is now around the corner. We are there two weeks from Friday. Islanders are playing Columbus that night. We will do a live pregame show from the Offside Tavern, probably about 5.30, right in that area, before the Isles take on Lumbus, little hour, hour and 15-minute show. Please come down. Every time we do one of these things, you guys are outstanding. The place is full. I love it. Nick loves it. We have a blast at the Offside Tavern. So please come down and do that. And also, as I said on Twitter a couple days ago, October 12th, Saturday night, we will be doing an Isle Seat podcast from the parking lot, tailgate, before the Islanders play Florida. It is alumni weekend, as John Ledecky said uh, last week as well, or over the weekend, I think, at the uh, season ticket holder event. Alumni weekend. I'm doing the show in the lot that day. There are more details coming for that in terms of time we're going to start, special guests, etc., etc. MSG has a new Twitter handle for the Islanders. It's really cool, at IslesMSGN. So help them grow that follower account. Look for there for some more details about that show on October 12th. It's going to be a fun one. It's going to be just for people that are there. It's not going to be a show that's going to be broadcast live or streamed or even put back up on the site. That is if you are in the lot. That's the only way you are seeing or hearing that show. So please come to the tailgate. Check it out. Going to be a really fun time. Keep it at Isles MSGN for more details about that. Coming up, geez, that's... uh. What one week from Saturday. So that one's really close. Really close. And we'll talk about more about that as we get closer to the date. And that's it for this one. I will be back. Full season preview. We talk about it all. Who to look for. Expectations. Will they be better or worse than last year? All of those things. Will the power play get better under Hiller? We've got some analysis. We've got some guests. We've got other things that we're going to do on the season preview show. So look for it in a couple of days later this week before the season starts. My thanks, as always, to the sponsors, Oakwood Automation, Bright Building Services, Santorini Restaurant, Main Street Board Game Cafe, and Accurate Precast Corporation. They all take care of us. Please take care of them. Get your Isle Seat Podcast t-shirts at yesmenoutfitters.com. I will see you guys later in the week. Mike Carver, good to be back for a new year of the Isle Seat Podcast. I'll see you guys then.